Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 39 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your sober host, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet to tell you about a couple of gentlemen who had a few too many, then got behind the wheel of some interesting vehicles. It's going to be fantastic. I know I just said I'm sober, but I got to crack a beer and celebrate. Because this podcast just turned one years old, baby. Oh crap, I better stop drinking. I still gotta drive this minivan. I gotta admit though, I felt pretty lonely and insecure that first day when hitting the publish first episode button. Not really knowing what to expect. That's not a real button, by the way. That'd be strange and way too specific. Anywho, one whole year later, and I've got a small town of you to celebrate with. We've really come a long way in a short time, so thanks to everyone who has taken a chance on this thing and gotten in on the ground floor of this silly little podcast. But this is just the beginning. Year two is going to be huge. I can feel it already. Thanks for taking this journey with me, Illegalites. I plan on pumping out episodes for many years to come. So get comfy, because I ain't going nowhere but the top. More likely somewhere in the middle. Upper middle, maybe. I've come to realize a lot of people out there just don't get me. And it took a while to accept that, but now I'm cool with it, because I don't get them either. Also, if you haven't already, come join the private Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. And we just hit a pretty big milestone over there a couple weeks ago. 1,000 members, baby! I think it's well over 1,100 now. Come on over, crack some jokes, hang out, hey, make some internet friends. The only solid rule is don't be a dick. Don't be bullying the other members or you'll get the boot real quick. But everybody seems to be pretty cool over there. I've stated before I am terrible at keeping up with social media, but I do check in from time to time. 
and I had my pal Marie keeping a sharp eye on things when your boy is out of the office, which is quite frequently. She's been upgraded to the prestigious role of moderator, and I can't thank her enough for being so helpful and keeping everything running smoothly. So thanks, Marie. And one of today's jokes actually comes from her. So let's get to it, then move on with this anniversary episode. Marie's recently been spreading the word about the benefits of eating dried grapes. Yeah, it's true. She says it's all about raising awareness. Okay. (laughs) Hey, listen, drunk driving is no joke. It can potentially be very lethal, and I do not condone it in any way. Take a cab, Uber, arrange something if you're going to be out having drinks. With all that being said, I now have a drunk driving joke, which comes via upjoke.com. So, a police officer was staking out a particularly rowdy bar for potential drunk drivers. Around closing time, he sees a gentleman stumble out of the bar. He's tripping on the curb, falling all over the place. Tries his keys on five different cars before he finally gets into his own. Then he sits in the front seat, fumbling around with his keys again and acting a fool for several minutes. This guy is absolutely shit-faced, the cop says excitedly. Now at this point, everyone's left the bar and drove off. Finally, the drunk starts his car and begins to pull away. The cop is now salivating. He's thinking, this guy is so busted. And he throws on his sirens and pulls him over. Yes, nailed him. He then reads the guy's rights and administers a breathalyzer test. But surprisingly, the results show a reading of 0.0. How could that be? The confused officer demands to know what the hell is going on. The driver just looks at him and smiles and replies, Tonight, I'm the designated decoy. Alright, everyone hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home in one piece. But I tell you, there are a lot of crazy drivers out there. Episode number 39, Dorky DUIs. Ah, having some drinks with your buds is wonderful, isn't it? In moderation, of course. But every once in a while, there's those times where you push your limits. You party a little too hardy and the night gets away from you. I remember having one of those nights when I was 17. I was having a great time. Polished off five or six brewskis. It was only 7 p.m. and was shaping up to be a solid night. But that was all about to change when this guy Gary showed up. You see, Gary had raided his parents' liquor cabinet and filled a two-liter bottle with a nasty concoction. It had a bit of everything. Whiskey, gin, rum, vodka, southern comfort, ugh. Wine, sherry, whatever the heck that is. There's some peach schnapps in there as well. Ugh, you name it, and it was probably in there. After taking a few generous swigs off that bottle, my saliva started running salty. We were in a large field, and it slowly started spinning. My buddy Ronnie goes, Fuck, you're looking kind of pale, bud. I was sweating profusely, and that's when I excused myself. I said I was going to take a little walk, get some fresh air. 
even though we were already outdoors. So I made my way down the hill a ways, then stumbled into the tall grass and started rolling around and puking my guts out. I lay there for about a half hour in my own filth before I decided I gotta save myself some embarrassment and get the heck out of here. There were about ten of us in the field and even more coming. Chicks too. And I wasn't about to have them see me looking like a drunken zombie. Oh hell no. Problem was I was a whole town away from my place. It was going to be a two hour walk. I was in pretty rough shape but decided that was my only option as I was way too dirty and covered in puke to take the bus or a cab. I realized I had also sat in gum at some point, so I had this sticky pink mess on the back of my jeans as well, so that was lovely. I also shit in public that night. It got quite messy, but that's a story for another time. I had finally staggered my way to Rosslyn Road. My house was an hour and a half away, but as long as I stayed on this street, it would take me all the way to the comfort of my bed. At that moment, your boy realized his shoes were untied, so I bent down and tied them tight and carried on with my journey. After walking about two hours, I thought to myself, shit, I should be home by now. I looked at my Timex watch and saw that it was a little after 10. I looked around and was startled with the realization I didn't even recognize any of my surroundings, like at all. Guess I'd kind of zoned out. I was on a dirt road and there were cornfields all around. I went up a little further and saw the street sign, Rosslyn Road. The heck is going on here? Then it hit me. When I stopped to tie my shoe two hours ago, I must have got up and walked in the wrong direction. It was now very dark, my legs were getting tired, and I thought, oh great, I'm now two towns away from my house, and have probably a four-hour walk ahead of me. This was 1999, no cell phone, had about $8 in cash on me, so yeah, I wasn't too prepared. But I sucked it up, and made that long, slow journey all the way back to my house. Got there around 3 in the morning, and just laid in my bed the entire next day. It was fantastic. So anywho, moral of the story is my sense of direction and decision-making skills are questionable even at the best of times. That's why I would never get behind the wheel when I'm intoxicated. At least not behind the wheel of a car. However, there are alternative modes of transportation out there that I gotta admit would be pretty darn tempting. Okay, our first story takes place in the very small city of Proctor. Proctor is located in St. Louis County, Minnesota, and has a population of 3,041, at least according to a 2010 census. So happy to be in Minnesota. Gives me a chance to work on the old accent, don't you know? Sound like a character from Fargo, which is actually in North Dakota. Whatever, close enough. Anywho, our friends at Niche.com give Proctor a B grade. They also say, quote, Living in Proctor offers residents a dense suburban feel, and most residents own their own homes. Many young professionals and retirees live in Proctor, and residents tend to lean conservative. The public schools in Proctor are above average, end quote. I swear they say that about every place. <laughs> I think Brooklyn, New York had the exact same description. Ain't no way those two places are alike. Proctor is also ranked as the number 12 best suburb to live in, in the Duluth area. Well, wow, that's something to be proud of. Duluth is the big city over there in St. Louis County, and is actually the birthplace of Bob Dylan. He lived there until the age of six. Bob Dylan don't sound like he's from Minnesota, does he? Found that pretty interesting. File that little tidbit of useless knowledge somewhere in the back of your noggin. 
You never know, it might come in handy when you're playing a game of Trivial Pursuit on a rainy day. So Proctor's a safe place with a small town vibe is what we've established, and it'll still feel that way after you hear what's about to go down, because you could almost make the argument that what happens here isn't even a crime. Almost. Alrighty then. Let's travel back to August 31st, 2008. 62-year-old Dennis Anderson is at his favorite local watering hole, the Keyboard Lounge, and he's tossing back some brewskis, having a great time. The Keyboard Lounge is located at 224 Third Avenue. The hours are kind of strange. The place opens at 9 a.m. and closes at 2 a.m. 9 in the morning sounds real early, considering this place doesn't seem to serve much food. I was on their Facebook page, a couple other places, and couldn't find a menu. Best I could find was restaurantguru.com. Under the heading Dishes, they say the Keyboard Lounge serves karaoke, nachos, nacho chips, and sweet. Whatever that means. I think they need an editor over there. The Keyboard Lounge has 69 Google reviews. Nice. And a 4.5 star rating. Here's what Ogster O had to say along with his 5 star quote. Friendly local bar. Karaoke every night, if that's what you're into. Plenty of TVs for game days. Smoking area with seating and drinking out back. End quote. Then we got Doug P, who is a bit of a Dougie Downer. He gave this joint a two star and said, quote, Drink selection is pretty minimal and you can only pay in cash. They have an ATM on site, but the fees are on the high end. Space is small, but they get karaoke in there often and that can always improve on any drinking situation. End quote. This place actually sounds great. A friendly bar in a small town, karaoke every night, cheap drinks and entertainment. Can't go wrong with that. Let's get back to our boy Dennis, who by his own admission had eight or nine beers on this summer night before he decided to call it quits and head home. He goes out to the parking lot, and what do you think he does next? Get into a car? Nope, that would be irresponsible. Hops on a bike? Nope, getting warmer. The mode of transportation that Dennis took to the bar that night was a motorized reclining chair. You see, Dennis is a clever fella and pretty good with his hands. This motorized lazy boy, as folks would call it, is pretty badass. It gets its power from a converted lawnmower engine and even comes equipped with some bells and whistles, such as a headrest with a National Hot Rod Racing Association sticker on it. That's cool, I guess. Uh, It's got headlights, cup holders, a steering wheel... You can also change gears on this thing. It's got a magazine rack too. And a thump and stereo. F and A. You know this chair is sick. I'm not sure how well you'd be able to hear the tunes. The only downside to the vehicle is it is loud as hell. It sounds exactly like a lawnmower. It's brutal. And no doubt guaranteed to cause some attention. Especially at 2am. Looks fun though. Especially after drinking 9 beers. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Dennis starts driving this beast. And according to him he was doing just fine. That is until a lady friend of his hops on the back for a ride, and that's when shit goes sideways. Let's get a quote from Dennis's lady friend on what went down. Tammy Verrill quote, It did a wheelie when I flipped off the back in the middle of the street. Then he fell off and the chair went running into a parked car. End quote. Uh-oh. Fortunately, Dennis and Tammy escaped without serious injury, besides maybe a couple bumps and bruises. Unfortunately... Police were called, and Dennis was arrested for a DUI. He had a blood alcohol level of 0.29%, which is over three times the legal limit. The Duluth Tribune reported that Proctor City Prosecutor Ron Enval 
charged Dennis under the portion of Minnesota law that makes it a crime to operate a self-propelled motor vehicle while impaired by alcohol or drugs. So basically, this is going to be just as if he was driving a car. And this would actually be Dennis's second DUI. Dennis pled guilty to drunk driving and was originally sentenced to a $2,000 fine and six months in jail. District Judge Heather Sweetland ended up staying the jail time. She gave Dennis a bit of a break, considering the circumstances. After all was said and done, he only had to pay a $1,000 fine and got two years of supervised probation. During this time, he had to agree to stay away from drugs and alcohol, got 30 days house arrest, and was subject to random drug testing. Pretty rough. But that's not the worst of it. Dennis's beloved chair that he put all that hard work into, that was his baby. It was confiscated and became property of the Proctor Police Department. And it didn't take them long to decide what they were going to do with it. Sell it, of course, on eBay, with the profits going towards new equipment for the police department. Let's get a quote from Dennis, because he is not too happy about the situation. DUI Dennis quote, It makes me mad, because all they're trying to do is capitalize off the chair. End quote. It certainly looks that way. Police ran into a few hiccups selling the chair, which had to make Dennis smile. And this is hilarious. The first time they sold it, they received a whopping bid of $43,700. Excellent. That's a lot of equipment for the department, right? Well, unfortunately, they made one big error. They listed it as a motorized lazy boy. Thing is, it's a reclining chair, yes, but it ain't a lazy boy. The bigwigs at Lazy Boy Corporate Headquarters didn't want to be associated with what some people were calling the DUI chair, so they demanded that the listing be changed. That's when you know you have a successful product, when people automatically associate an item with your brand name, like when people say Kleenex when referring to facial tissue. So they had to redo the auction, and that particular bidder lost interest the second time around. It was sold again, this time for $10,000, but the winning bidder backed out of the sale last minute. Finally, the third time was a charm. A man whose name was kept private purchased the chair for $3,700 on April 20th, 2010. $420, man. Not bad, but a far cry from the original amount. I think it would have been classy if Dennis bid a dollar on the chair and everyone else agreed to back off and let him have it back. But that wasn't the case. There's a video on YouTube that surfaced five days after the sale with its new owner behind the wheel. And this guy's herking and jerking it. No doubt it'll take him a while to get comfortable with the controls. The chair looks fairly slow, but the only place I could find a speed for it was Wikipedia, where they claim it can go up to 20 miles an hour, which ain't half bad. Poor Dennis, when asked about the chair, you can see that he loved that thing. DUI Dennis quote, Oh, I just had a ball with it. I don't usually drink and drive on it. End quote. That's probably a lie, but still, it's hard not to feel bad for the dude. Dennis also added that he was contemplating building another one someday. A bigger and better one. I really hope he did, because that thing was awesome. I kind of get why police confiscated it, but it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Probably because Dennis built it himself, with his bare hands. It was personal, sentimental to him, and that just doesn't make it seem right. So ends the tale of Dennis Anderson and his motorized reclining chair. I bet he actually built that thing after his first DUI, thinking he'd never drink and drive again. Not in a car, anyways. And the chair would be a cool and safe alternative. The police did not agree. Wild stuff. Let's move on to the next story, shall we? And for this one, we don't have to go far. We're gonna stay in Minnesota, don't you know? 
This was completely unintentional, but just kind of worked out that way. So let's head on over to Apple Valley, the 17th largest city in Minnesota, with a population of a little over 55,000. Our friends at Niche.com graded an A and say, quote, Apple Valley is in Dakota County and is one of the best places to live in Minnesota. Living in Apple Valley offers residents a dense suburban feel and, <laughs> oh, Jesus, and most residents own their own homes. In Apple Valley, there are a lot of parks and, jeez, forget it. I give up. Apparently, every place in the world is the same. I assume Apple Valley has lots of apples and valleys as well, so let's go with that. You know what else they have over there? Hockey arenas and alcohol. Want to know how I know that? Because I smelt Joel Bruss's breath at Hayes Ice Arena, and I almost passed out. Joel Bruss? Who's that, Leroy? And why should I care? Spectators drink beers all the time at hockey games. That's nothing new. This is true. But Joel Bruss is not a spectator. Just travel back to January 30th, 2012 with me, and we'll get all the answers we need. Bring a coat too, eh? Those Minnesota winters can be pretty harsh, and they keep it cold in the arenas. It's around 8 p.m., and there are some youngsters getting ready to play their peewee hockey game. But before the game can start, the ice needs to be resurfaced. It needs to be smoothed out after the previous game. So out comes the Zamboni to do its thing, and as you can probably guess, our boy, the extremely inebriated 34-year-old Joel Keith Bruss, is at the helm. That's right, we're bringing out his middle name. That's how you know there's going to be trouble. He drives onto the ice, and immediately it's apparent to the parents of the players that Joel is out of control. He's swerving around, missing spots, driving all over the rink like a maniac. He even bangs straight into the boards, makes a loud crash, and sends him bouncing back about six feet. Like I said, he was missing spots, and people even had to tell him to turn the water on. Some concerned onlookers called the police, and when they arrived, Joel had the Zamboni stuck between the ice and the walkway. Yikes. Here's a quote courtesy of the Star Tribune newspaper. Quote, Once Joel Bruss got off the machine, the officer smelled alcohol on his breath and noted that he was extremely unsteady and was hanging on to the Zamboni to keep his balance. End quote. This dude can't even walk. Yeah, I think we've all shown up to work after having a couple drinks when we were younger. I used to do it all the time at the bingo hall, but just three or four. Enough to get a little buzz, still be friendly and charming and obviously not while operating heavy machinery. Police retrieved a urine sample from Joel, and it revealed that he had a blood alcohol level of 0.32, four times the legal limit. That's more than Dennis in our previous story, who we know had nine beers. Joel, of course, got suspended from his part-time gig at the arena, and eventually fired. He had worked there for 15 years, since he was 19. This wasn't Joel's first drunk driving offense either. Oh yeah, he's got a problem receiving two convictions in 1999 and one in 2002. Joel confessed to getting drunk at home then driving into work that night. One of the kids recorded the action on his cell phone, but the video has since been taken down. Oh man, that footage would have been amazing. <laughs> the kid could be heard in the background saying, quote, Are you kidding me? Joel was originally charged with four counts of driving under the influence. But when we fast forward to May 31st, 2012, he got lucky and three of those charges were dismissed. He pled guilty to gross misdemeanor driving while intoxicated. He spent two days in jail and received two years probation. Of course, losing his job in the process. This guy is much more dangerous than the lazy boy lush Dennis Anderson. 
but he received basically the same punishment. Actually, not even as bad. I didn't hear anything about random drug tests or anything like that, which is kind of unfortunate. This guy definitely needs to get help before he hurts himself or someone else. I'm left wondering, what should we take away from these tales today? Don't down 10 drinks and operate a vehicle? If you drank so much you're having trouble standing, don't operate heavy machinery? I feel like we already knew those things. So I guess we learned nothing. Actually, that's not entirely true. We now know that motorized lazy boys exist. And riding one of those bad boys is definitely going on the bucket list. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 39, Dorky DUIs. Someone sent me a story a while back about a DUI on a strange vehicle. Couldn't find it, though. I'll have to go searching for it again sometime. If you're listening and that was you, reach out. Uh, This was fun. And we'll have to do some more of these silly drunken driving stories another day for sure. As always, a big thank you to Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. It is listener confession time, baby. So sing along and hit those high notes with me, would you? Let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Hey, it's me again. (laughs) I will be voicing this story from a wonderful gal named Laura. Here goes. Hello. I got hooked on your podcast because I live in Mad Pooper City and I appreciated your excellent telling of such an epic story. Let's get to it. My petty crime happened when I was a freshman in college. One morning I was hanging out in the dorm common area with my boyfriend at the time. I looked over at the vending machine in the room and thought to myself, I bet I could break into that. So I went to my room and fetched a wire coat hanger and a set of pliers and got to work. To clarify, my goal in this endeavor was to prove to myself that I could break into the vending machine, not to steal anything. After a short while, I was able to get the coat hanger in the vending machine and my curiosity was satisfied. But the story does not end there. After my mission was accomplished and I needed to head off to class, my boyfriend decided to take this newly acquired knowledge to get himself a free snack. While he was armed deep inside the vending machine, he suddenly heard a voice behind him. Can I help you? He turned to see the vending machine guy who came to refill the snacks. Panicked and at eye level with the trail mix, my boyfriend blurted out, My nuts got stuck. No, there was no punishment, and no, he didn't get free nuts, and no, things didn't work out between us, for non-petty crime reasons. But we're still friends. Thanks so much for the amazing podcast, Laura from the Mad Poopin' Springs. Love it. Thanks, Laura. Ooh, busted by the vending machine dude trying to get his hands on some nuts. Awkward. It's funny because I was actually looking up vending machine thieves last month, trying to find a serial offender that would be worthy of covering. Might be a story I tackle one day. I do like Laura's technique. Uh, I got a free O. Henry once. It was just kind of dangling there in the machine, caught up on a piece of metal. When I saw it, I kind of just gave it a little thrust with my hips and accidentally banged into it. Tastiest O. Henry I've ever had. Not sure what it is about stolen food, but it always tastes a little sweeter when you don't have to pay for it. (laughs) If you want your petty crime story played on the air, like my friend Laura, send it to excusemethatslegal at gmail.com. Okay, 
Now we have 10 more people to induct into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. So let's do it. Megan H.S. Mama Luna. Kaylee K. Spider Chick. Corey. Krista M. The Unethical Podcast Crew. Kimberly S. Tracy K. And Morgan M. Let's sound the air horns to make it official. Thank you so much, my friends, for helping keep this show going. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. There's a link in the show notes if you'd like to become a member and help me achieve my goal of becoming a full-time podcaster. And also check out some kick-ass bonus content. Jack Luna and I will be uh, recording another Luna Bin shortly, and you're not going to want to miss that. Before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from the highly successful podcast, Southern Fried True Crime. And for good reason. Host Erica Kelly knows how to tell one heck of a story and does it all with her southern charm and hospitality. Ooh, honey, I do declare. That was bad. Sorry, she sounds nothing like that. (laughs) Much better, actually. And she's going to tell you all about her fabulous show in just a moment. As for myself, meet me back here in another 10 days for more softcore scumbaggery. Peace! Hey there, this is Erica Kelly, host of Southern Fried True Crime. I cover contemporary and historical cases, and I love listener suggestions. And like any good gossip, I'm interested in anyone and anything. Come join me as I explore the dark underbelly of the Deep South. I'm a one-woman show in a narrative format, kind of like sitting by the fire and listening to a story. So pull up a chair and subscribe if you're interested. I'd love to have you. You can find me on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search for Southern Fried True Crime. Until then, y'all take care. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.